You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, ah! We out here. We're, it's, we're inside a building. Um, <laughs> we in here. We ain't here, bro. We in a building. We're, we're inside. Let's go. Uh, absolutely thrilled. Uh, today we have an exciting show. We have an incredible guest. You, yes. you, you've seen this. Uh, you've seen this man. Uh, um, I, I know I've seen him on my TikTok feed. This is, I'll be honest, late, late, TikTok is great. And it, mainly because it just, uh, I know uh, China this, and they're destroying our uh, children that, and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It is, TikTok introduces me to people I probably would have never really come across. And, mm. and co- football, soccer, content creators. That ladies in bikinis dancing. Ladies in bikinis <laughs> dancing. You get a lot. Okay, I'm my FYP out. is FYP. <laughs> okay. You can figure out it's a for you and then insert your own P. Uh, so we're excited about today's guest. Uh, and, and yeah, so this I found this man on TikTok and it's just. Uh, this is a rarity. Okay, we're talking about a man who does football content and yet is positive. Yeah, that's and that's really why I wanted to highlight. That it. is what Did not bringing that that toxicity that we normally bring. Right. Okay, has, has this man heard of England? <laughs> okay. And their content. You're talking style. about an English club and, yeah. and bringing optimism. Right. No, thank you. No, 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 no. <laughs> we will not have that. No, absolutely honored to be joined uh, on the Cooligans uh, with the homie. John Shin, a.k.a. Good Vibes. John. John, what's up, bro? What an intro. Thanks for having me. Yes. You know, I don't, think I, I don't think I've ever told anybody about the origin of the name Good Vibes, but it's actually pretty uh, stupid because... You showed over- up to a party with, like, a lot of bags of chips and like this. <laughs> hey, good Vibes. No, it's even worse. Good Vibes. What's your name? <laughs> John. Hey. Good Vibes, John. I was, I was seeing a girl for a brief moment, hey. and she was like, I don't like guys that do social media content. I live on social media for football and whatnot. Yeah. So I was like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, okay, cool, uh, all right. And then I realized all of my accounts had my full name, John Shin. So I was like, all right, let me just hide this for a little bit. And I <laughs> oh. need to do it quickly. So I did it in the bathroom. I changed the name from John Shin. So I was like, what, what, what do I do? Um, um, uh, I got good vibes. And, yeah, so yeah. good vibes John. and that's how it happened, in the middle of some random restaurant. That is the, amazing. But yeah. uh, for, for a girl, that just... Is, first of all, I thought he was going to say, like, Oh, but I do it with good vibes. No, it's like, <laughs> I need to change my personality to adjust so that this woman continues to I go out with me. I need to hide my identity. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't let her know who I really am. We need to John, start this relationship the on the line. <laughs> John, John is the, the plot of Catch Me If You Can. He's a star. For me, I'm a pilot. <laughs> No, but a girl saying I don't want I don't like a guy that does social media content. It, it's like in this day and age, everybody is on social media. That's like saying, oh, I don't like a guy with a refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. a fan. I, no, I, I want you to start a fire, not use a <laughs> oven. What's this new technology you speak? If of? I had the confidence, I would have been like, oh, but I do this content thing immediately. I was yeah, just like, yeah. oh no, yeah, no, of no, course no, I, yeah. I will change. You're right. <laughs> I will change because I'm here for your interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna get that. <laughs> I will change my entire personality yeah, for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, man. Look. What's your favorite name? That's my name now. <laughs> that. We've all we've all been down bad, bro. It's all yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so how what? long have you you two been together? No match. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first and last time, so that, that wrapped up pretty quick. Amazing. Uh, well, thank uh, thank her for 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 creating the brand because yeah. the brand is yeah, strong. I was, I was gonna say I also feel like it leans into the vibe you bring on social media and football content. And it's important to us because it's it's a topic that's near and dear to our heart. And just I just want to clarify, because we haven't mentioned it, but uh, I mean, really, the the dominance of your focus is on Manchester United. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very clear. I, and you United are uh, Manchester United. Uh, uh, but you yeah. do that with positivity, or you, you seemingly don't get into the doldrums, into the negativity, mm. which... 
is something that we found hard to do, just mm. doing football content since 2015. How's that just been? Just that, how this sport and its fan bases tend to attack your mental health. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and I think for me, look, the whole joke about the changing the name is good vibes. Although that might have been a in the moment type of thing, I actually did think about it for quite some time because I think that's something that I really sort of take pride in doing. Like, How long is he in that bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> my man is creating pitch decks yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like going through my lines, like okay, <laughs> no, but because uh, I've been doing, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys know uh, Stratford Paddock, Full Time Devils. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing a, a lot of football content for Manchester United with these fans for quite some time, and throughout all of my time doing that, I think I've always been sort of positive, and. In the early days, it was extremely tough because I had to go through the the attacks, the threats, the racial slurs yeah. on top of being a American fan, the, the all of the stuff. And oh, it, I thought you were talking about just American racial no, slurs. No, 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 no. I'm talking about just from from all of YouTube, really. And it was really tough. But I felt like I felt much more confident and I felt much more organic talking about what I believed in, which was coming from an angle of positivity. But I'm not one of those like toxic positivity, always just blindedly positive. Right, right. I feel like po true positivity comes from like an organic angle. If you're not mm. forcing the issue, I think that's where it really comes from. And that's just pretty much been my project. Oh, organic. I love it. Damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. You speak in my language. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sounds expensive. <laughs> I like it. My man went the whole food with it. Uh, how did you end up a Manchester United fan? And I say that now, before it used to be like, oh, you glory hunter, but now nah, that's not happening. <laughs> uh, I, I first got into it, I think it's pretty, um, I think that conversation about how you get into a football club when you're not from the area, yeah. I think it really differs from many fans all around the world. And I think nowadays it's become a lot more traditionally acceptable. Mm -hmm. Whereas back then when I said that, oh, I got into Manchester United because I, I loved Park Ji Sung. That was my hero. And when he joined Manchester United, it meant the world to me because a South Korean playing in the greatest league in the world and representing a team like Manchester United, I felt gratitude to the club for giving a South Korean like myself an opportunity. And how can I not fall in love with a club that gives my people a chance? You know what I mean? So I if I fell in love with it, and even after Park left, I realized that I just love the club and I support it and I back it forever. And it's not it's not like a one-time thing. And I eventually got into it, but in the beginning it was like, oh, Park left, get the hell out of here, you're not welcome, yeah. whatever. I had to sort of fight my way through that. And and I think um all that sort of those uh, trials and tribulations really helped me to to build this craggy exterior that yeah. allows me to support this club. I mean, what's the, I, I you know, we've spoken to several uh, content creators that mm. maybe even uh, support particular clubs or do content around particular clubs. Mm. And even uh, ourselves, being American, you know, I'm an Everton fan, Alexis is Arsenal. Arsenal. But when, you know, the sometimes the response, or at least before we actually went mm. uh, to London and to Liverpool mm. to interact with, with supporters, we thought it would be like, Mostly negative, like oh, you know, you you hear you see the comments on the internet, mm. uh, you know, it's called soccer. I mean, it's called football and blah blah blah. But the what's been the response for you from Manchester United fans in Manchester or all over the world in in uh, positive and negative? But because I, I I've sort of seen both. But what have what you know? How can you how would you describe it? Oh, it's it's <clears throat> it's been incredible, honestly. I think. I, t I tell people all the time, I feel like Manchester is my second home. I go there all the time, and people are absolutely amazing to me. And I'm, it's not because I'm a superstar or I'm, I get, like, a special treatment. They just feel like family to me. And, I've, and I have to give a quick shout-out to my people at Stratford Paddock because they helped me to sort of— they helped Manchester United fans, not just in Manchester, but all around the world, see that there are fans outside of Manchester that have the same level, if not more, energy and dedication and yeah. love for the club that they all support. And when I go to Manchester— the first time I went was in 2017. I, I actually had people show up to me and be like, yo, dude, I saw your video on Full-Time Devils. You know, I, love, I love hearing you talk about Manchester United. I got emotional thinking about it. I, was, I still remember like it was yesterday. It was like outside hotel football and just some random dude just came up to me. He was, he was an older gentleman than me. He's like, he's like, mate, you know, I love your videos and you know, I love your takes on Manchester United. And to me, that meant the world. Getting welcomed as an American. Yes. It feels great. Yeah, I absolutely. remember the first time I did Arsenal Fan TV, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the, re the responses are going to be horrific. And the comments are like, love this guy. Mm. Love how positive. Because I think it's also as the, Americans. Uh, the Arsenal Fan TV fans were like, I love you were yelling Ab Obama blood clot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they loved, and they were and, just so, they know, loved that you said that. And they were like, you know, 
it was rude because you were at a restaurant and they were asking you what you want to eat, and that's not on the menu. Uh, and, but I think the negativity came later when I started doing CBS and had an opinion about Manchester United. And any opinion about Manchester United, unless it's I love this team, yeah. Archie Sung. I, it's, it's, it's yeah, there's bad. a lot of anytime uh, anyone disagrees with Alexis, they have to. Say why why they disagree with him mm -hmm. and also call him fat. Fat clown, <laughs> old flat American they, they clown. They can't like let go of that part. <laughs> it's almost as if they also disagree with me being fat. You know what I mean? In which case, get in line. They have you know? just strong opinions on oh. your weight, and yeah. they have to let you know. Uh, yeah. I, I actually have a question. I you must be. Uh, I know it's your your life's goal is to meet. Mm. Are, are we getting close to that? I think so. Getting yeah. a little, like, I'm inching closer and closer. Yeah. The trail's getting a little warmer. <laughs> I, I feel it. I feel it. Okay. Like, it's like a gut feeling here. It's like, okay, I'm getting there. I'm what getting if, again, I'm not a Manchester United fan, but I do have a favorite. Uh, mm -hmm. Is it Jisung Park? Park Jisung? What? Um, so it, it's. Because people say Sun Hing Ming, Hing Ming yeah. Sun. So, yeah. so the name Park is the the equivalent of our last name here in yeah. America. So, but in Korea, you address the last name first and then followed by the, the first name, gotcha. middle name. Uh, and I think Jisung Park was obviously. Uh, the more widely heard name because in America know, or, or in, in anywhere England, else, in Europe, right? Yeah, because you know, South Korean time. footballers never really got that kind of limelight. Yeah. And now people are addressing this this idea that like, oh, we need to rearrange the way that South Korean play people call it. I yeah. personally don't have a preference. I don't. It doesn't matter to me if you call them Park Ji Sung or Ji Sung Park. Gotcha. You know, I think it's it's just. I feel if anything, I feel more thankful that you you take the attempt to call it the way it's pronounced in Korea. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because we have respect for the culture. <laughs> <laughs> we collectively. <laughs> here's here's my favorite uh, Park Ji Sung moment. Uh -huh. I'm not sure if you're aware this is a Park Ji Sung moment. There's a very famous uh, clip. It's become a GIF of players training, mm -hmm. and I know this you see Ronaldo's head pops up, <laughs> mm -hmm. and he notices that a player next to him is very well endowed. Okay. Uh, and then he kind of questions it, and then he looks down, and then he questions himself. Yeah. All very silent, just miming, and then he goes back to working out. The endowment, if you will, the crotch that pops up, that is Park Ji-sung. <laughs> okay. Okay? So it has been revealed by, I believe, Rio Ferdinand and yes. a couple of his players figure it out based on where they were and blah, blah, blah. I uh, I don't think people would know it was Park Ji Sung. That's the problem. <laughs> no, um, I got you. Him. Just have to go like Ronaldo crush suspicious. <laughs> I don't know how you would search this. <laughs> Maybe on on Jiffy. <laughs> where are we? Yeah, I would just search for it. I bet you it pops up. <laughs> okay, okay. One. <laughs> now that we know this is him. Yeah. How much more proud are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's putting us on the map. Come on, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll drop it, you know what I'm saying? I don't even know how to search for this. Ronaldo crotch? No, you uh, have to type Ronaldo. Hey, hey this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait, okay. So, okay. So, look, he's like, what? And now watch, watch, watch. Uh -huh. Okay, okay. Let me put it on screen for everybody. All right, so here He goes. looks down. He looks over. He's like, damn, bro. <laughs> wait, hold on. I wasn't told to bring that from home. Okay. Yeah. Questions himself. Yo, Park Ji Sung. <laughs> Park Ji Hung? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't be the first to make the joke. I'm just. You are I'm now, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just trying to have a good time. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a pretty legendary moment. I Yeah, now that we know who it is. I'm glad we put we, some respect we, on the culture <laughs> now, bro. Somebody did the investigative yeah. work. To discover uh, <laughs> that they so Rio, uh, Patrice Evra, and Park actually talked about it recently in, yes, in, in, in a Korean is... show, and uh, they're like, "That's the reason why Ronaldo left," and they were obviously joking. About it. <laughs> but, but from, I too would leave. <laughs> <laughs> Bro is doubting his existence. Yeah. No, no, Bro no, can't but, be swinging like that. <laughs> we gotta shower together, bro. No, but I think. For me, it's it's awesome to see things like that because Park was always known to be this very timid, quiet, reserved person. And then now that he's retired, he's still in contact with many Man United players. He's in the media, and he's not sort of overtly overly doing it. If anything, he's still kind of in the in the realm of media, but in a very healthy Park Ji Sung way. Yeah, yeah, and I love Speaking that. Speaking of that, he kind of like takes a backseat. He doesn't. Mm. I, there was a clip of uh, of Sun Hae Ming sort of saying this is an, an idol and a legend, and he was mm. like, no, no, and he's humble and, and he doesn't want that he almost right. wants to live a more of a regular private life 
Nah, dog. <laughs> you play for Man United. You don't get to do that. <laughs> now when you saying. got this yeah, thing, bro, bro, yeah. yo, drop the OnlyFans, yeah. bro. Straight <laughs> up. Don't do that. Also, didn't you know weapons like that are illegal to carry in England? You can't. But it, it is. You can't it, be strapped. Even from a, a, like a more macroscopic uh, level, I, I think it is interesting. And even talking about him to this degree, because there is a, um, especially in American culture, mm. the sort of Emasculation of Asian men that that's been that seems I, to be kind of over though. But it seems either with I with K-pop cultural icons, cultural icons, athletes, uh, um, you know that that are just growing in popularity. Or I, like the respectfulness of some athletes is like considered to be a weakness. Exactly, because exactly. American athletes are big and brash, and we come in and kick stuff. You yeah, know? yeah. So I, th you know, even though we're making fun of this uh, this GIF and stuff like that, but. I'm Wild respect. <laughs> I mean, it's just a. This is just a. This, uh, I think it's a great moment in Asian culture. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. really happy about it. <laughs> no, like, I mean, like Park. We talked about it before. Like he, he paved the way. He actually, literally paved the way for South Koreans and, and for Asian athletes. Nowadays, you're talking about baseball players like Shohei Otani. You're talking about all these. Hung Min Son is another player yeah. that's been mentioned. Like, <clears throat> without Park, those players. Obviously, I might be a little biased, but yeah, without yeah. Park, you know, those those players won't have an easy sort of transition into this new world that they're coming into. And I think Park has been in such a massive influence in that respect. Yeah, like, you heard John, bro. Squid Games would have never happened if it wasn't for all <laughs> the Park. That's on God. That's on God. Would have never happened. No, it's, it, but it, it's a strange um, uh, way that we, I think, sort of even within football, like, um, there is that like bias culturally, racially, you know, with the American players. I mean, how for years, if if we didn't have the success of like the Brian McBrides and the Clint Dempsey's, do the other do, do, like future players right. have? So they ran so they walked so we could run. Yeah, yeah, yes. but it's like an annoying thing that it, it's it, it's always the like the white. A British guy—that's the standard. And if that isn't met by the other cultures, and or if we don't understand what their footballing skills are really like, can they really like play? Do they understand the game the way sort of we do? But this is, you know, even even as like Hispanic people, seeing like you know, I, we always talk about like uh, uh, um, junior football, like Dominican players mm -hmm. that are are succeeding in 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 football, and whether in La Liga or in Premier League, it's like, but it shouldn't. What is the like um, by why why, the, why is there simply a bias just because of like either where they're from or they may not be if they if they're good enough they're good enough like it's 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 just sort of an annoying thing that we just that will almost think, never go away. I think that also comes from the tribalness of the sport. You know, before uh, when international matches started before the you didn't you played in your country you didn't hear about how they were playing in other yeah. countries. So like when the English style of being maybe a bit more brute. A bit tougher. Same thing with Argentina. When they played each other, they learned a thing or two. When they played, you know, one of the uh, Scandinavian teams, and they were, you know, trying to pass the ball around. Like, what are they doing? You know. Yeah. yeah. And for a long time, the English, you say that you would drop your shoulder and just run into them. It's really where NFL style football came from. It was from that. So, like, I think as they learn, they start to respect. But again, remember, Europe is so tribal because these countries are like, imagine if states were independent countries. We'd be like, Delaware, you can't play our sport. <laughs> you know? What you know in Delaware? You know? Okay, quit. continue being a tax haven. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Stop. You don't know anything about Yo, this Yo, you game. got a lane, dog. <laughs> Why are you trying to get into our thing? I'm trying to hide my money <laughs> yeah. in your state. That's Yo, it. not right. trying to watch you play our sport. <laughs> I think there's part of that. But I think now it's... It seems pretty common, especially with the rise of the South Korean national team. Right, right. And, I mean, obviously, players going to PSG and mm. Wolves. And there's just, all of a sudden now, it's like a, it's like a, it's okay. It's I'm not saying South Korea is Brazil by any stretch of the imagination, but it feels like a corner has been turned. Mm -hmm. And that brings us to the Korean national team. And in and Jurgen Klinsmann, who we as American national team fans <laughs> have a little bit of history with. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on how this whole thing went? It, honestly, the Jurgen experiment. It's it's been a it's been a nightmare to be to say the least. And and I have all the respect for Jurgen Klinsmann, and I have respect for the KFA, of course. But as a South Korean fan, watching the way this panned out since last year, there's allegations of how he was hired, the processes behind it, all of these sort of behind the scenes things that has been reported on a rumored basis. Nothing has been good for us. I mean, Jurgen Klinsmann. One of the things that irked South Korean fans is if you ha if you're becoming the manager of South Korea with the eventual goal. Of potentially taking the club, uh, taking on. the. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you have the goal of eventually taking the team to the World Cup, that's a prestigious honor. It doesn't matter what 
cu country you're managing. Facts. If you're going to manage South Korea, you have to learn the culture, the the, the system. Not saying I, I don't I don't need to see him doing a full BTS dance and yeah, speaking yeah. Korean. I yeah. need to see him showing a little bit of the bare minimum. He's like, just eating tteokbokki. Yeah, the side. Like, you know, like just, oh my god. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, know, kimchi on the vibes. I, like yeah, I don't yeah. I don't need that. I just need the bare minimum. And and it's the first impression that that hurt, uh, many South Korean fans rubbed South Korean fans the wrong way. He. Uh, he claimed that he didn't want to live in South Korea because he wanted to be closer to the European players. But he was out in California. In Los Angeles. Yeah, yes. Dude. And, like, the flight from South Korea and Los Angeles versus uh, Los Angeles and Europe is not that big of a difference. Mm -hmm. right. If you're going to say, I just want to stay home and I want to just chill in the L.A. vibes, just, just say it. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't make this bullcrap excuse. He said he wants. He says he needed to talk to the European coaches. Man's never heard of Zoom. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what are you talking about? You ain't got WhatsApp. Yeah, what's so much, what? What are you talking about? Like, you, like you got people around you. You know, they can, they can tell you how you use your phone. I mean, yeah. like it, it was. It just really started off badly, and then the vibes, especially with respect to leading to the Asian Cup, completely eroded because there was it, it, uh, reports surfaced that there was a lack in cohesion, lack in structure of organization with respect to rules in the pitch, in the training grounds, and all of these things obviously led to South Korea, Yigang and Son Heung-min, all the, 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 the situation with ping pong gate and all this crap. But yeah, what happened there? Yeah. I heard it was over food and ping pong. I'm like, I think I've gotten it, it was a fight a over food and ping pong. Uh, punch or something? What's up? Oh, something a broken finger. I know It that. was a dislocated finger. Basically, long story short, uh, every every team has team team meals, right? You're supposed yeah. to, there's, there's a, there's a moment in the day where you all have to sit there and eat together. Mm. That's supposed to be a rule. But Jurgen Klinsmann never set these rules for any of them. It was just kind of like open free range. Like, y'all do whatever you want to do. And you know the young bucks, especially like the younger generation. Now they do whatever the f they want to do. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So he was like, Lee uh, Gang in the, P uh, the PSU player, mm -hmm. and uh, some of the other young bucks were like, oh, we just finished eating. We want to go play ping pong. But Sonny, who's the team captain, <clears throat> who's who's led this team for many a, uh, so many a times. And he's a for real the leader. The leader yeah. of leaders right yeah. now. If he says it goes, you know what I mean, and and he was like, nah, that's that's not good. Like y'all, this is team dinner time. Y'all supposed to be here. It doesn't matter if that man's still eating. Everybody got to wait till everybody's done. Right. The young bucks didn't like that. So apparently, the Rupert, allegedly, I use the word allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> the the, they, the the vibes just completely crash, and then they start tussling, and then you know, Sonny maybe potentially allegedly put his hands on the neck and things like that, and then eventually they start scuffing. That Damn. completely blew. South Korea Open, like that that news. Those are two South Korea superstars. That's huge. Yeah. Massive. These are A-listers <laughs> in South Korea. S-listers yeah. in South <laughs> yeah, Korea. Oh, top tier. Yeah. S tier. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Also, I want you to be my lawyer because, uh, officer, I didn't choke anybody. I put my hands on their neck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, we got to describe it accurately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. My hands yeah, are yeah. wide open. It wasn't yeah, bent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't, there's no way to measure the pressure. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you don't have a pressureometer? <laughs> <laughs> with with situations like that, you, you, you always look to coaching and leadership. I mean, right. the... You know, it, I guess it's not to the same exact degree, but the s sort of uh, the issues like with like Gio Reyna at the at the World Cup and people are sort of, uh, uh, you know, kind of blaming Greg Berhalter for like not sorting out this kind of the situation beforehand. And, you know, even Alexis and I disagreed about like this weird vote of like if if he should leave the World Cup or stay, and they, he put that on, like, report, allegedly put that on the players. To me, that's just, like, the a leadership lack, of, lack of leadership from a coach to just say, like, yo, this is how it's going to be, and this is how we're going to uh, uh, kind of run things. So, yeah, Jurgen Klinsmann has been, look, he's been criticized for quite a long time. There's a, you know, even when he got the job, there's a little bit of, like, even the, the internet was basically saying, like, oh, this dude is, like, failing upwards, and how is he getting these, how get these opportunities? 100%. And, but then the weird thing is, is that, even though the group stages at the Asian Cup were like a little rocky, mm -hmm. it started getting like a little bit better, right? Even everybody felt like, oh, he's gonna, he's about to lose his job, and then they win. Yes. But that felt like it was in spite of Jurgen Klinsmann. So, so what, what people were saying was that structurally on the pitch, it was a mess. But there was always that little bit of individual brilliance that helped carry the team yeah. forward. So no matter what, Jurgen Klinsmann was playing a losing game. He was never getting credited for all these things. And and meanwhile, all this is happening, and he's coming out into the press conference saying, "I want all the South Korean fans to book a ticket to the final. Stay till the final. Go book your hotels. <laughs> yeah. Get your ticket." <laughs> 
And it's then, on me. <laughs> I got and then it turns out there was no control at all in behind the scenes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course it leaves a sour taste in the mouth. So look, I got all the, I got all the love for Jurgen Klinsmann. Respect for you, my man. Do your thing. Good sir. But just don't do it here. <laughs> he said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, amazing. All right. So I want to go back to Manchester United. And we should uh, uh, talk about the news right now with uh, Paul Pogba because that just uh, what happened a place to start. Uh, we, uh, just a, a couple hours before. Yeah, um, his name's Good Vibe John. Oh, why, why are you doing this to him? Um, I saw uh, Fabrizio had uh, had uh, tweeted about well, he it. He also posted on his Instagram the full quote. Yes, yes. Uh, so I, I just want to put it up on screen. But essentially, yeah, Paul Pogba is now uh, officially banned uh, for from football for uh, for four years. Uh, and it's it's it, obviously he's a Juventus player, and he he's been dealing with injuries the last two years essentially. And uh, but now that we know uh, for testing positive for for some uh, performance enhancing substance, I don't know exactly what it was, but well, it's anti-doping. He was doping. I don't think it was performance enhancing specific. Yeah, I mean, look, just in, in case in the specific quote uh, that Paul Pogba put out, uh, he he, I'm just gonna he says, when I am free of legal restrictions, uh, the full story will become clear. But I have never knowingly or deliberately taken any supplements that. Violate anti-doping regulations, and uh, you know the what was it? The, as I think there, uh, as a consequence of the decision announced today, I will appeal this before the court of arbitration for sport. Right. So, so he's banned for four years as of right now, but there is a, an appeal. So who knows? Yeah. How long or what that comes about? Not a great uh, scenario, you know. I think for you know, we're I'm a big fan of Paul Pogba. I, just, I love uh, I love his play on the field. Love his uh, personality, character, the dancing, the whole everything. Graham Sooners hates about yeah, Paul yeah, Pogba. Yeah. I, absolutely <laughs> I almost like him more. Love about Paul yeah. Pogba. So this is tough to see, especially the, the last few years. He has been dealing with so many injuries. Uh, left Manchester United, not in the most gracious of ways. Uh, but a lot of the comments, and I can scroll down. Even this, but I I know that they're there. But a lot of the comments are just like Man Manchester United ruined this man's career. He, he he left Juventus to go back to Manchester United, and the dude was just an absolute baller. Uh, they kept showing the highlight. Remember the the, the like. 35-yard goal that he banged in. Everybody's like, oh, he's coming back to do this at Old Trafford. Uh, but just with that comment of, like, you know, Manchester United ruined his career. What are your thoughts when you hear something like that? Uh, this is so hard. It's like a dagger to the cross. <laughs> like, Pogba, Pogba was one of my favorite players. And I actually tweeted this on the way to the uh, to the studio. And I got roasted by the Man United fans. Like, How can you say that he's your favorite player? This guy wasted our money, our time, blah, blah, blah. I think everybody collectively wasted each other's money and time. It's yeah. not just one man that right. did it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Pogba has had his issues on the pitch, off the pitch, as a Man United player. Of course, he should be taking responsibility for those wrongdoings. But you can't put the entire blame on a man when this entire organization was just off from the beginning. Yeah. There were so many problems. We're seeing now with the in uh, with the inclusion of Ineos taking over and when, when all of these changes and all of these um, comments coming up from these new sort of heads... It's been such a, a, a I don't want to say this because my club is hurting me, but <laughs> it was a poop show yeah, for Manchester yeah, 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 over yeah. the years. You know what I mean? And Pogba was a part of that. You know, so it breaks my heart, and and I really feel like Manchester United. It's it's like it felt to me like, and I used I used to use this example all the time. It was like you're dating a girl, and y'all just start saying, and then you're like your breast stinks, and then you're like, no, I hate your mom, and then like you know, there's certain yeah, yeah, words like that your... you say that you can't turn back. Right, right. And yeah. that was the relationship with Man United and Pogba. It was just it got to a point where it just you just couldn't turn it back, and and I think that was that was the bitter part of of the departure. But to blame it all on one man, I think that's very unfair. I completely agree. I couldn't agree more. Also, there's a list of players that, quote unquote, were ruined by Manchester United. You know what I mean? Lukaku, another example, came yeah. went this there and didn't didn't live up to the to the hype that was surrounding him beforehand. And it seems like maybe that wasn't completely his fault when it comes to Pogba. Well, there you tends to I mean? be, especially with Manchester United, there seems to be a uh, a scapegoating of the players to hide the fact that there's institutional problems. I mean, now you can't hide it now, <laughs> right? It's pretty well known. Are you uh, Ten Hagen or out? Or Absolutely, I'm Ten Hagen. Absolutely. Oh, okay. wow. Absolutely. Y'all hear that? Absolutely. <laughs> you got one man. <laughs> it seems to just be you. Even Ten Hag might be Ten Hag out at this point. Uh, but that's, that's uh, you got a chance to meet the team. Yes. How yeah. did that how, what were the vibes there? Are, the, they, are they the good vibes, United? Oh, it, was, it was good vibes all the way. I, I remember going to Carrington, and I was just uh, standing there with, and there was like a couple of other groups that was there, but I was the sole person with the uh, the Adidas team. And uh, there was an opportunity, a photo op, as the players were coming out to enter the training grounds. 
they gave you an opportunity to take pictures with the team. And uh, a couple of the groups, they all went. There was like a 20-man group, twenty man group, a 10-man, a 4-man. And then last, I was going up, and then I thought my guys were going to come with me. And they're like, no, John, go, go, go. So I'm walking up to the whole squad. They're looking at me. So I'm like, what? Can we pull up the photo? It's his, uh, pinned on his Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the team wanted a photo with you. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like afraid to get near you. <laughs> so I walked up. And then as I'm walking up, my mind's gone. So my New York's coming out. I'm like, oh, damn, Dennis, this is happening right yeah, now. No yeah. way. And then I looked and I got there and I was like, hey, what's good, everybody? And they all yeah. started cracking up. And then I remember uh, looking, because, you know, Casemiro and, and Rasmus, they're like two of my favorite players right now in the squad. So I was like, yo, Casemiro, my guy. And then he's like, hey. And then I turn around and I look at the camera guy. I go, god damn, I can't believe this is happening, man. <laughs> and then on my left, I hear somebody go, god damn, man, I can't believe it. And, just, and I turn around, it's Anthony. He's just staring me down. I'm like... You mother! <laughs> yeah. No, but it was good vibes. But it was great vibes. Yeah, that's crazy. Vibes. Also, you're just as tall as Rasmus Hoyland. Doesn't he seem so much taller? On yeah, the but footballers are usually not as tall as. But he's you one of the tall ones. Yeah, I guess yeah, look, so. it's the ratio. You know, he's got long yeah. legs. I'm fifty, top fifty, bottom. That's, that's the issue. He's <laughs> seventy bottom. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. the ideal. You know I have mean? a friend who's top tall. That's what we always call him. <laughs> he might be eighty percent torso. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a, a dope thing, man. I, I know, uh, you know, for sure, it's like a, um, y y to go from just like being at home, watching these guys oh, play yeah. and watching your, your club play, and then you just like, you're on the training ground, kind of interact. And we've, we've ha had similar experiences, and it's just like, it, you sort of just can't believe it. There's oh, a little, absolutely. there's a little bit, I know, it's for me, sometimes I'm just like, it, this should be this should be for an eight year old. Like an eight year old should be experienced. I I feel like I'm eight right now. Uh, talking Meanwhile, to when I, I see an eight year old doing it, I'm like, why ain't it me? <laughs> why I gotta be that damn eight year old? Why, why do they have so much and I have so little? <laughs> oh. Okay, look, Alexis and I have a very different uh, yeah. philosophy. Slightly different. It also kind of looks like Lissandra Martinez is mocking you and Anthony. <laughs> They're both doing your stance. <laughs> <laughs> no, no but it was such good vibes. Like, as soon as I walk up to them and I was just like, hey, like, what's good, everybody? You can clearly tell that they sort of were like, oh, this guy's fun. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. I love that about it. And I, it was just a dream come true. Just to, yeah, they're like, used to like getting club. yelled at while they're trying to eat dinner. The <laughs> fact that you showed up and said hello is probably just a nice positive. It, it is an interesting thing. Look, a lot of these guys are, are very young and probably go from, you know, two or three years prior to, like, being on the first team. Mm -hmm. They're watching They're watching Good Vibe John. They're watching the content. And and they're watching the, the criticism, they're watching the praise, they're watching everything, and then they're now they're on the team. Mm. And then it's like now flex, now good vibes John, now Adam McCola. It's just like, bro, I don't want to get in there crosshairs. Adam is probably the one who's more critical <laughs> out of the people you just mentioned. Also a French, that's Adam McCola. Shout out, shout out uh, my Adam. But Flex, I think, is probably shout the, out Flex. Of the people who are can be critical that aren't just like, I'm here for the positivity, that can be critical. He seems pretty level-headed when it's against Manchester United. And then you talk to him off camera, and you're like, oh, you're the same way here? I don't get the, <laughs> I don't get the real, I don't get the, the, the real tough part, man. Yeah. Come on. It's an interesting thing. How do, how do you uh, try to balance? I mean, we, we think about this a lot, too. Like, how do you try to balance the, like, the, that deep fandom of, like, yo, I hate, who, I hate that they, this dude is in the lineup. I, I hate the way they're playing. And then also, like, you know, I, I want to work with the club a little bit, you know? <laughs> I got to keep the brand safe. I'm learning about that more and more as we go now. But, oh, it's uh, a but, journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for sure. It's, but I think it's also about uh, the difference between criticism and abuse. And I think many fans don't really understand that there's a line to be drawn. Criticizing a player, that's acceptable. And I think Manchester United, the club itself, in terms of working with fans and content creators, they also understand that it's our job to speak our truths in our minds. It's about how we deliver that. There's many people that are out there just completely disrespecting and abusing some yeah, of the yeah. players, which I think is way over the top and unacceptable in many ways. And But, you know, criticizing, and I'm pretty sure, I've been doing this since like 2012, since David Moyes was here. I'm pretty sure I've said something that was pretty much like uh, a little over the top maybe, uh, out of emotion, uh, you know, frustration at some of the players. But like, for example, Rasmus Hoyland, I, before, he was joined, before he joined Man United, I think it was around January, I was looking at a player called Adimola Lookman, the Nigerian player. Yeah, he plays with uh, he, he plays he with was at Everton. At Everton. Yeah, yeah. At, uh, Atlanta, and he was feeding service to uh, Rasmus. And I remember I was doing like a research on a kid, and it was Joma and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I like this kid. And then immediately he got linked to Man United. So I started doing full research onto him. I started making videos on why Man United should sign him. 
And he started watching all my videos. I see him on my stories and whatnot. Oh. Yeah, so I'm thinking like, oh man, maybe there's something here. Like, oh, this is cool. And okay. then eventually after, you know, talking maybe about- Maybe you're song, the reason. <laughs> send the check, man. Send, oh. send the check, man, United. Because I, I convinced him. Get a cut at least <laughs> a finder's fee. There has if anything. Uh, you know, an influencer fee of some kind. <laughs> well, Give him the contract. Can he get an autograph kid at least? <laughs> so I got an autograph that day from oh, Rasmus. Yeah, and I told him how much I loved him because uh, like these things for me- it, it, it means the world when you know these players. When I, whether I speak poorly of them or whether I speak highly of them for their criticism or their compliments, at least some of them are watching and, and, and they're you know being receptive. At least, especially Rasmus, because when I went, he like he was like, eh, he kind of gave me that. You do. Eh. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, like that's a, a a thing where you know sometimes we all get sort of caught up on like. Uh, numbers and how many followers and, and whatever. But then sometimes you put out video and it happens for us. That usually a lot of like MLS players or something like that. But then they're like either leave a comment or, or you know, on some joke or something that we did. And it's like, all right, this, this video got eight views, but two were MLS players. Yeah, but like, yeah, yo, yeah. that's crazy. Yo, like, that. or like <laughs> I put something up and like Tim Whale was like, nah, this is crazy. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh yeah! I actually had a crazy moment the like that recently. Uh, I was I remember I remember posting a video and then I got a like and it gives me a notification and some dude was like, "Yo, Usain Bolt liked your video," and I was like, "What?" And I looked and it said Usain Bolt. Like I thought it was a parody account. I clicked it. It was Usain Bolt. Was and then <laughs> he kept liking my videos and now he follows me and I was DMing him and I'm th and I called him Mr. Bolt and me and him we're not <laughs> we're not that far apart in age but I just I had to write Mr. Yeah, Bolt. Yeah, it's Usain Bolt. Yeah, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> And I told you my are mom, far apart in accomplishments. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. The man is earned the Mister. <laughs> yeah, I was like Mister Bolt. This is honor, or whatever. Senor, Senor Bolt. Senor Bolt. Senor Bolt. <laughs> Just in case. And I told my mom. I was like, Mom. Usain Bolt is following me. He's like, who's Usain Bolt? I'm like, you yeah. crazy. Yeah, and I told yeah. him, oh, Usain Bolt, the Olympian. He's like, what, what are you so special that Usain Bolt follows you? And yeah. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, That's yeah. crazy. Like a good immigrant mom to just bring <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Humility. <laughs> we got, we got a Usain Bolt like, but not the follow. We didn't get the follow. We didn't get the follow. But he's a, is he a, he's a United fan, right? Yes. Big yeah, United yeah. So that helps. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, putting a good word. Yeah. You, thought, <laughs> you thought he could play for United? You slow down. You're a little good. You slow down. Right. Like, you may not have been told this a lot in your career. I'm physically unable to slow down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot. Yeah. I literally do not know how. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. Look, I I, I love moments like that. It, it's a uh, it, it makes kind of this journey that that we're on like a, significantly more special. It is. It's cool to have fans. It's cool to have supporters. But just like those little milestones of like when you break oh, through, it's like. I, it's one of those, like, I can't believe they know I exist. Yeah. Of, like, of, you know, insert random person here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The other thing, uh, yesterday was the FA Cup. Um, we were at the Emirates FA Cup party in, uh, uh, here in New York City, which was dope. So shout out to Emirates for the invitation. Shouts to FA, the FA. The FA, yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, so uh, we had a blast. And then and then one of the matches was obviously Manchester United against Nottingham Forest. Uh, they uh, It was a 1-0 victory for Manchester United. Casemiro uh, with the header. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. On a corner or free kick? It was a free kick. Free kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so, but, you know, Generally, the there so was, it took you a defensive midfielder scoring on a on a free kick. Don't even get me started. To beat oh Nottingham God. Forest, who is in a fight for relegation. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what are your first thoughts there? I think throughout this entire season, uh, if I can probably speak on behalf of Man United fans, we walk into every match with like a mild anxiety attack just on cue. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like the the level of stress has been so much. And look, respect to Nottingham Forest, but their side, like Awani, Origi, uh. uh Alanga, like these players are all uh, Gibbs White. They're decent players, but respectfully to them, Man United should be beating this team rather comfortably. Yeah. And so instead, we were pegged back, and it was like a, a nightmare, a nightmarish first half. And you're you're right; it took a Casemiro header to finish that. I said this on the morning show, but it's the United we grew up with should be the club that walks into this match and dominates. Absolutely. Yes, you won, and you could walk away from that. You've had a pretty good record up until that Fulham loss uh, in the league. 
you're you're inching up the table. You're showing signs of sort of getting it right if you're Eric Ten Hag. Mm. But you you still there's still this question of like, what is it with the money spent on this club, with the money spent on the squad, you know, with a player who's playing to the point, and I do not like this guy that much, but Bruno Fernandez is playing well. You got to give it to him. You got Rash, uh, Rashford playing with his back to goal, not what he's supposed to be doing. He's yeah. clearly not his skill set. Mm. And the rest of the team just doesn't feel like they have a grasp on what it means to be Manchester United. Oh. Do you, even if you win, if you win this FA Cup, do you think you'll still have those question marks? Do you think you'll still have that anxiety? Or of will course. you be able to breathe a little bit? No, absolutely not. I am not going <laughs> to breathe just yet. Because I learned that the hard way. Last season, we finished on such a high. I went out to the preseason tour. I was with Manchester United. I was doing all these things. I was like, this season's going to be phenomenal. He's and like, yo, we bad. Yeah, we're <laughs> bad. <laughs> I was all over the place. I was like, yo, you better start following yeah. us. It's going to be a wrap. And then yeah. just people, the players start dropping like flies with injuries and whatnot. And the season starts capitulating. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Uh, but with respect to your question, I think Manchester United, I think we've had a plethora of bad decisions, and it's just compounded on top of each other. And I think what we're realizing now with the Ineos takeover is that they're realizing, oh, my God, how have you guys let this club run uh, run the way it has been for so long? And one of the things, you know, you mentioned the amount we spent. We spent bear peas on Jaden Sancho. Man said mm -hmm. F off. He's out in Dur Dortmund now. Anthony, up until uh, uh, before Nottingham Forest, he was on the bench. He spent 100 M's for, on him. He wasn't yeah, playing. Who's your fourth choice? Leecha, again, another great player, not available. Rasmus Hoyland. I've been screaming from the rooftops how important he is in terms of our style of play. You mentioned back to goal for Rashi. That's not his game. Rashi not likes space game. in front of him, 1v1 taking players yeah. on. He's not a somebody rubbing up on his back like, mm, yeah, no. you're not going anywhere, <laughs> man. Yeah, okay, yeah, that, okay. That's not, yeah, yeah. not Rashi's thing. <laughs> he, you know I mean? he ain't Diddy. <laughs> oh, hi, oh. Damn, bro. I didn't we were gonna bring up Meek Mill, bro. Yeah. <laughs> bro, you know the weirder part of this is that I used to work for Diddy. Uh, this, is, this makes no sense, bro. I used to do IT for Sean. Diddy, didn't he smell he you? He did smell me. This is, that I was part be, of your job. Yo, get me out of the, the documents, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Redacted. Redacted. <laughs> It was for the cologne. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I will tell my story one day. Damn. <laughs> uh, but going back to the Man United thing, so the, the one transition. Oh, yeah, no. It's like it's like all these decisions have been so bad on top of the injuries, and it's just all of these things compounded. And of course, it's so easy to just point a finger and be like, it's on Ten Hag, it's style of play. If you've seen some of the players, Scott, respectfully, Scott McTominay, I love Scott McTominay. I don't think he's a traditional midfielder. He, what he's been doing well this season, getting in the 18-yard box, scoring for us. Yeah. That's his game. Sofian Amrabat, not a left back. He started that first half looking hella uncomfortable. Man was just smashing five-yard passes <laughs> to his midfielders. What are you doing? Right? Why are you still playing him at left back, though? These, these Wait, are the some injury, anybody. right? Yeah. We have Luke Shaw was injured again, and he's going to be out for pretty much most of the uh, season that's left. Terrell Molassia, I don't know where my man's gone. Yeah. Like, we don't know. Yeah, his, some sort of long injury. His talent. And, and we, you need that guy on the pitch. We we just don't have a, a, a proper squad, the depth required. And and I got all the love for Sofian. I followed him since Morocco. Yesterday worked out in the second half because Eric Tenau realized that structurally we can't play this guy in that left back role in the system. So what he did was rather than having bum bombard that left flank, he actually inverted him so that he tucks in central. And eventually he became the support act to the midfielders and he ball carried up the pitch. And that yeah. was why New uh, Nottingham was getting pegged, at, pegged back a bit. He was helping and supporting Bruno in that sense. And that's and those are the things that I think has been such a difficult task for Eric Ten Hag. Like imagine having to sign all these players and half of them you can't even play. Like I feel for him. And that's why as a Man United fan, I, it's, it's, I really just back him even more. Despite everybody saying, oh, it's Rashi's playing like crap, Bruno's playing like crap, Eric Tanak sucks. And I'm like, yo, y'all got to just step back and you know, see the bigger picture here. But yeah. you trust him with another transfer window? At least one more. Oof. Okay, right. yeah. Let's go spend some of that Ineos money. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they got the um, the guy from Manchester City. What was the, I forgot his uh, name. Barada. Omar Berada. Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, you know, I what, it, it, was he the? I grew up in America, by the way. Okay, I know that. So, but so it, it just, I, I, I think I saw some kind of quote from him. I, I basically, I think you sort of uh, um, kind of inferred it of just like, you know, he got there and was realizing, like, you know, things are actually, like, much worse than, it, than they sort of seem. 
it wasn't even just Omar Barada. It was Sir Jim Ratcliffe, Sir Dave yeah. Brailsford, my man, the guy Jean, I forgot his name. I, I call him Jean-Claude Van Damme all the time because okay. I forgot his whole name. But yeah, yeah. like it was all these people just saying like, oh my God, this this shouldn't have been done this way. This should have been. And that's another sort of a fresh, a side fresh, uh, fresh air for Man United fans. Somebody like Sir Jim Ratcliffe just coming out into the media just saying, yeah, this is bad. This is bad. Yeah. When was the last time we heard owners just say, this is bad? I mean, yeah. he comes out, this needs to improve. This needs to improve. The stadium needs to be improved. All these things. Like, it's a it's a breath of fresh air for us. Yeah, the... Uh, um, I would, can I change one thing about Old Trafford? Why the clock count backwards? Why it goes yeah, great? we were Why there. Why does it count down from 90? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's our thing, Yo, man. tell your boys, bro. It's our thing. It's just a, like... An unco- <laughs> it feels like they're... The match started, I'm like... Ah! <laughs> I'm like, 76! <laughs> It feels like oh my, I miss the first half. Are we in? Are we like? Is it a cricket? Man? Like you're like? Yeah, is it yeah. the wrong sport that we're watching? It's is just the NBA. It's such a such a strange thing. We're doing quarters instead of half. <laughs> um, but the so uh, Marcus Rashford, we were obviously talking about him, but he did um, a uh, an article for Players Tribune, and there were a couple of quotes uh, that came out. Uh, he had he had said quote. I can't accept some things in the media. I grew up here at uh, Man United. I have played for this club uh, since I was a boy. My family turned down life-changing money when I was a kid uh, so I could uh, wear this badge. Uh, so I don't know the context of, of all of that. But in, in general, he, he was a, a, a fairly critical. Uh, I have another quote here. Um, I'm not trying to have a go with the media. I understand the game. You know what I mean? They're not really writing about me. It's like they're writing about this uh, this character, Marcus Rashford. I can't just be. It can't just be about me as a 26 year old lad on a night out or a lad getting a parking ticket. It's got to be about how much my cars cost, guessing my weekly salary, my jewelry, or even my tattoos. It's got to be about my body language, the questioning my morals, and speculating about my family and my football future. There's a tone to it, and you don't get all that. You don't get with all. You, and you that you don't get with all footballers. Let's just leave it at that. Okay, bro. He's, he's over it. I dog. think we kind of can read into what we're saying. <laughs> what you're saying here, it's because I'm black. <laughs> it's a little bit. Uh, he's saying it without saying it. Um, but there. And it, also, I think the media tends to portray him as a negative guy, even though he's done so many things like feed the youth, and he's done all these things. They still kind of try to have a go at him to use a, yeah. a British idiom. Well, w- when we were watching the like the David Beckham uh documentary and you saw the the level of scrutiny uh that he was receiving b- because obviously he's dating Hold a, on. a spice girl. Hold on, getting a red card in an in a national match versus being photographed having uh, be at a club are two very different things. They are two different reasons to have such a negative. I mean, but I'm just obviously but that was they're both Reasons. I'm not saying they're valid or credible or whatever, because the media is gonna just write about things that people might be interested in, whether they're false or whether they're true. So I look like I think it's it's fair. You know, Marcus Rashford does positive things for the community, and they'll still find some sort of negative spin on it. But I'm I'm wondering. uh, But remember Raheem Sterling? It was like. Bought his sister a house and like spending freely, you know, foolishly. Yeah. He's buying this and that. Oh, he spent too much of his money. And then he says, Well, I'm only buying my clothes at HM because I want to be more frugal. And they're like, Can't even buy dope. <laughs> oh, my like, broke boy. We damn, got him. son. <laughs> Spent all his money on those stupid houses he bought his family. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's always a negative way to spin it. And the 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 you know, the the part that's familiar with all of these, the the variable here. Is that it tends to be the young black players that tend to get this? Uh, shit. Of course, I agree with that. I I, I think I'm mainly uh, highlighting the the fact that if you're pretty much a Premier League football, it's not every league, right? We sp- we've spoken to lots of MLS players. MLS players they deal with some criticism, but they're not getting. Things like this. MLS players are like, if you all talk about me in the media, I'll go by myself. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to wave a pistol somewhere so you talk about me? It's legal in some of the states (laughs) we play in. I won't even get arrested. So I'm just saying, I think it's the bigger, sort of the bigger picture. It's like, if you're a Premier League footballer, um, you're if you, and if you're good in almost anywhere, or you have, uh, or you're on high high wages, or you have uh, high expectations, it's sadly this is part of the job and it shouldn't be but it's like i'm obviously not to deal with abuse not to deal with racism but the 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 
nitpicking, like talking about a parking ticket, talking about him. Uh, uh, yeah, the just media go- just needs something to write about. And unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Marcus Rashford is fodder for that. So I, I wonder because, you know, when Marcus Rashford got to uh, the first team at Manchester United, I mean, obviously the expectation is super high. He's also, he scored in, he scored in his first game or pretty early debut, on. Debut, he scored in his, he's, he's his prime debut, his Europa yeah. debut. He's That's flying. I, 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 I'm a fan. I love watching him Same. play. And, and But there is like uh, th- this... I don't know. Like, I wonder. I guess my main question is like, has does this get to him? Does it actually affect his play on the on the field? I think. I mean, the fact that he has he has to write things like this. I'm pretty sure there's an element that does get to him. And I and I get so pissed off at fans that attack Marcus Rashford. Yeah, he might not look like you know he might not look like he's interested. He, at times, he might look dis, disinterested on the pitch. But players go through ups and downs. It's about how you back them and support them through the tough times that make you a fan of the club and the players that play for the club. Marcus Rashford, I'd understand if he just joined last year and you know he was saying just a bunch of nonsense. He's the complete opposite of that. He's been like a Mancunian, Brent Thruff, born in Withenshaw. He's climbing through the ranks, making his debut, surprise debut. As a young lad in that moment when he needed to step up, he stepped up and he's been phenomenal for us. Yes, he's had his ups and downs, but it, it, the fact that people attack him, uh, whether I'm more, I'm, I'm more upset at Man United fans attacking him than non-Man United fans because yeah, yeah. y'all can have your fun. Like Everton fans and Arsenal, y'all can have your fun. But if you're a Man United fan just completely attacking him, lacking character, lacking professionalism and all these things, like... I understand making a comment about, ah, maybe he shouldn't have done that isn't one thing. But going over the top saying like, oh, he's Marcus Trash or whatever, all these quotes and these like uh, like verbal abuse. Like, I- I'm not for that. I think yeah. that's wrong. Trash for Oh, I never thought that. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for bringing it. just fits. And I love the guy, so no, I'm never no, going to call him that. Uh, but I-, I happen to love the guy. I think the part that's frustrating in general is this feels a little bit like an early goodbye. This feels a little bit of like, let me say my piece before I leave this club that I sacrificed so much for. Somebody asked me, what would you say if Marcus Rashford uh, was um, actually wanted by somebody like, for example, PSG? And I said that I don't want him to leave, but I wouldn't be surprised if he left because the relationship has sort of sort of worn down to a point where it might be just better for both parties to walk away and, and, and maybe, you know, start afresh. And that hurts me to say because I think Marcus Rashford should and will have a bright future, but... Uh, at Man United, I, I want that to happen. But if it's gone to this point where Marcus has been just uh, attacked by all sets of fans from all over, over the place, then, you know, at the end of the day, then maybe it might be a good opportunity for him to, you know, start start fresh. Yeah, I just yeah. got a genius idea. Go for it. What if... You've never, was, had, you've never had a non-genius idea. That's so. fact. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm surprised you even had to clarify it to say that the it was a genius idea. The problem is society just isn't ready for some of my ideas. <laughs> but, well, oh, my God, in the future... Uh, they're going to be like, man, that guy said it all. <laughs> uh, what if he goes to Bayern and Bayern becomes where you go when the English media has dwindled <laughs> your confidence down? <laughs> you make it sound like uh, Bayern is like the halfway uh, house. Like the, way, the way Australia was a prison uh, for England. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but this is for teams. Players like that are too good. good. For the way the media scrutinizes them in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to go to Bayern. Well, there, look, there is a fair amount of scrutiny in uh, Germany as well and for Bayern Munich. So it's not that it doesn't exist uh, anywhere works. else. Harry I would say Kane's it, already there. Eric Dyer's there. And Alfonso Davies is going to Bayern Munich. Guerrero's there. He doesn't push as far forward. So now you got Marcus Rashford there. I don't know. I mean, I look, I wouldn't be mad. I I, I think I, I like what you say about the, uh, you know, how uh, being mad at Manchester United fans that would crit- criticize him harshly because the just even saying like the supporters should back the players, especially in the times where they are like in a time of need where they're they, they might be struggling uh, on the pitch. And that tends to be, you know, we've gone to uh, Germany a few times and, and gone to matches and supporters have, especially at Dortmund, Dortmund, they uh, they have like a strict you don't boo the players mm. for doesn't matter what, like, you can have a bad game. Like, you just, that is crossing a line. You have to support them at all times. And that sometimes can feel like a a weird, like, toxic positivity. We're right, like, right. oh, we're not even, we can't even criticize right. them. But that is, I think there's something that during those 90 minutes, it is, they need us. We're, the, the supporters are almost just as important as the players on the pitch. Absolutely. And they need us right now. And that's the thing that, it's it's not very... It's not very Premier League, right? It's not that isn't well the the twenty Premier League clubs. The fans will let you know right there if they're not happy with Sometimes your play. Sometimes in a sarcastic rhyming chant. 
<laughs> so y'all made a song about me <laughs> about how much I bad I play. Damn. So like I wonder if uh, like you know the. the it's interesting because that kind of even that kind of uh, positive rhetoric sometimes may not be received well because people want to be negative and want to be mean towards players that they're not happy with. Yeah, and I want to stress that like criticizing a player, I'm not saying that criticizing a player is wrong. Yeah, if yeah. Marcus Rashford was out late at Belfast, if what he was doing was wrong and he broke the rules of what the uh, what the the club demands you, then of course he should be criticized. Yeah, yeah. and we we talk about it all the time. These are footballers, star footballers that make. Dream money that pe normal people can't even dream of. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I could have come up with a better word there, but it's just <laughs> no, like. No, I mean it's true. Like, that, yeah. there's not many people that are like, I should Uber myself a girl here. Right <laughs> <laughs> well, man, one day we all wish we yeah. had that kind of money. <laughs> maybe Mateo, <laughs> my, my son. son. I'm gonna take care of my, my maybe son. Maybe Mateo's life is different. <laughs> okay. That's why we work so hard. I'm, I'm gonna just uh, cash in yeah. all my investments <laughs> again yeah. and make sure that he can. <laughs> right. Listen, Diddy will never stop. <laughs> oh my. And you will be able to. Yeah. You signed this, John. You're right. Uh, <laughs> you opened this door. You complicit. <laughs> yeah, no, but at the end of the day, I think it's, it's, it's for me, it's about how Marcus Rashford responds that's more important than anything. And I think that that response and that almost vindication or the road to vindication at Manchester United, it has to happen here. Yeah. I want him to succeed at Man United no matter what. And I'm always backing you, Rashid, my guy. You know what I mean? Come on. Okay. I have a question for you. It's a would you rather. Yes, sir. Uh, Manchester United wins the treble. Oh, okay. And okay. in the final final uh, match week, you win in the final the the domestic cup, uh, the Premier League in the final match week, and it's the derby at Manchester City. Okay. In Old Trafford, you you beat Manchester City to win the league. Okay. And then you win the treble, or South Korea wins oh the World my Cup. God. <laughs> I knew this was going. There. Oh God. Uh, um, look. I would love to see Man United win a damn treble. <laughs> I would I would love for that. Yeah. However, however, <laughs> however, South Korea. Come on now. I mean, the World Winning Cup. A World a, a Cup. Sonny lifting that damn thing, crying for the first time, crying actually tears of joy, not because he got knocked out in the yeah, round of 16. Right. Or broke the player's leg. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. And Everton oh. player. We're not, doing, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. He, he uh, apologized. We're not he doing felt that. that cry. He said cry, so don't right. do it. I had a whole argument with Adam. Okay, okay. We're not yeah. doing it. Anyway, lifting the World Cup for South Korea. Oh, my days. That would be a miracle of all miracles. So, Man United, because we've already won a plenty, uh, let me yeah. just side with South Korea today. Right? Ask me again another time when my trains were. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. What was um, when when South Korea beat uh, Germany at mm -hmm. the the World Cup oh, in, yeah. in 2018? Mm -hmm. What was uh, I mean, it was just an unbelievable thing to watch. I was I, I loved it. It was so entertaining. But well, I mean, can you reminisce? What was that feeling like for you? It was bittersweet because we were playing pretty poorly prior to, prior to that moment, yeah, yeah. and just just like just hearing the broadcast, Solomon, it all sprint. You just see that final yeah, shot yeah, of them yeah. sprinting, <laughs> just empty space. Like you're just like, oh my, it's it's edgy. You see, I, I, if you um, if you guys or whoever watching, if you've ever seen my live streams, when it comes to Man United stuff. Uh, it's me just like, yeah, oh. When it comes to South Korea, I'm always like, oh. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, people, somebody, somebody told me that I'm, it's just because I'm too much of a patriot. I have no idea what it is. It's just South Korean games are so much more emotional for me. Like the 2022 World Cup, I went, no, I got clipped up because I was crying. Like, I was like, oh. And there's a moment where I get a phone call from my dad in the middle of the live stream because I'm just pouring my eyes out. And he yeah. goes, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You're a grown ass man. You're yeah, crying by yourself. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I'm He's sitting like, there like, hey, yo. He's like, yo, you, you some, you, you, you this age. You go. He's like yeah. nagging at me in the middle of the stream, but I couldn't give a damn because South yeah. Korea is just yeah, beating yeah. it up. And it's like, He's it's like, so He's like, these are not good vibes, my man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, just where like, are your wife and kids? Yeah. 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 Like, I had a mortgage when I was her age. Yeah, yeah but it's just yeah. so important for me. Like at the World Cup, South Korea, almost kind of being like uh, one of the more uh, elite Asian teams, right? They're one of the more top teams in, in Asia in, in the AFC. So for for me as a, as a South Korean, the pride of South Korea, you know, getting far as to the round of 16 and, you know, beating these teams that everybody says uh, South Korea probably would get wiped by these guys, like the game against Portugal. You know, all these teams, like all these games, for me, it's, it means the world to me. And for them to fight with their heart on the sleeves and all that energy and all that determination, like it gets me so emotional. And yeah. for me, South Korea means so much. I have, I know we're running late on time, but I do have just one or mm. two questions just about South Korean culture seems to have just become a lot more mainstream, mm. in particular in football. 
uh, brands like Off the Pitch. Yes. What they've been able to do. I've been on Off the Pitch for a hot minute to see what they've been able to do. Mm. Uh, come to, what was it? Uh, was it uh, was it KixCon? What was the thing they did? They did FootyCon, right? Mm -hmm. They did something there. They're doing for real collabs with big clubs and stuff. Just to see this next level of what's been going on with the, the South Korean culture becoming mixed in with football. Mm -hmm. uh, something that didn't exist when you started watching this sport. Yeah. Just talk to me a little bit about that. Just that vibe of like, oh my God, they're seeing us finally. Uh, to, for me, it's, it's like... For me, footy culture, when it comes to the stance of fashion, when it comes to just literal just street culture or anything like that, it has always been very important. And I think Asian culture in particular has not really been on that main stage yet. And you're, you're mentioning brands before. Like, South Korean fashion has always been up there for me. And I think just now people sort of recognizing that angle through the scope of football, like, I love that so damn much. Like, every in one of my streams, I wear a Korean brand. I don't know if, you know, if you, I don't know if there's free pub here, so I'll just name Go drop it. it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's called This Is Never That. It's a oh, Korean brand. Oh, This Is brand. Never That is great. Yeah. And they, they, I didn't know they were Korean. Yeah, the Korean brand. Like, nice. I've been, I've Double been, XL. <laughs> Send it. Uh, XL, oh, yeah. XL. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like, just like brands like that. I didn't you know? know this was Korean. I have two. This is never that pieces. There you go. Like that. It's like these Korean brands, like coming through the ranks, and you know, you mentioned off the pitch. You mentioned all these clubs, and I mean, all these um, brands now collaborating on a football setting. I I love seeing that. I keep wearing their clothes because at one day I'm hoping that they send me stuff and then, you know, we can do a football collaboration with This Is Never That. You know what I mean? That would be absolutely In incredible. In fact, their spring 2024 collection is called Ultras 2. Ultras, that's mm. a football thing. Wow, it's like almost... That. Perfect. <laughs> Serendipity. Right look at these three ultras right here. Uh, <laughs> Christian, what's your size? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These medium, double XL, yeah. X large, everything there. Um, the last question I have is, uh, Korean food has taken over this city, New York City in particular, mm. in a way that I think the last time I saw this was maybe Latin food. Maybe if you go back 15 years ago, mm. where it just started becoming a lot more mainstream. It wasn't just go to the hole in the walls. Uh, Kot is obviously a, a, what a massive restaurant this has been for this country. I would love to go to Coco Doc if anybody's watching. Okay, can I please get a res? I'll pay for my own nuggets. Uh, <laughs> when you see this, one, is this, does this feel like real to you? Does it feel like it's being Americanized? And two, what's one dish that you don't think has hit the mainstream that you think is next? Oh man, what a damn question. It's oh. a great question. Oh, <laughs> oh shoot. Okay, well, the first part is, it, it, it it's awesome for me to see. I grew up I grew up uh, predominantly in in neighborhoods that were African American, Hispanic. So I grew up a lot in that culture. In that Getting setting. roasted for your food, right? Uh, uh, yeah, like uh, I was taught literally to say arroz con pollo. Like when, as a young kid, like yeah. I had to eat that. You dropped that heavy, though. <laughs> you go, you roll in the oil. Arroz con pollo. Like no, but for real, like that's what I grew up eating with my friends because I was afraid to bring my kimchi, my kimbap, my Korean foods because yeah. it smelled and whatnot. It was always that, like, you know, that, like, kind of, like, mm, I don't want to, you know, make myself look like a fool because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm surrounded by yeah, non-Koreans. Yeah. Nowadays, uh, as a grown man, seeing, you mentioned goat, like, that is an institution now in the world of fine cuisine. And, and they're doing it right with Korean barbecue, which is a staple of Korean food. Like, that, like all these things, it's incredible to see. Like, I have friends that are in the restaurant business, opening their own chicken restaurants, opening their own, you know, Korean barbecue restaurants. That's beautiful. For me, it's just... More of these things should be supported, like these small businesses in particular. Like, you know, like it's not just Korean, like Asian communities. You know, I, I, I make it. I go out of my way to like support, uh, you know, the the local laundry shop that's that's got a Chinese lady that you know she's been always showing me so much kindness. It's an extra like five blocks I have to walk and carrying my crap, but I go there anyway because I want to show them love. Like I think we need to do more to support our own communities, and I think that's very important for South Korean. Uh, with respect to your question regarding food, um, there's this there's this Korean food called. Uh, Pajun. It's like a scallion seafood pancake. Oh, I know all about it. Okay, huh. let's, get, let's get this on screen. <laughs> I, 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 we I, actually ate it. We did? Yeah, well, we went to Five Senses. It's the scallion pancake that has the seafood sort yes. of cooked into it. Yes. Oh, it is mm. incredible. Mm. Okay, the, the, this is it's correct. Is what I'm looking yes, at? Yes, that right. is it. Yeah. yeah. I think this, it, it's more of like a side dish, like an appetizer. But if you get one of these, yeah, nice cold glass of beer. I don't even drink. But nice cold pasta <laughs> here. Oh my goodness! All right, this, this is no joke. By the mm. way, dip this in that little vinegar sauce. Mm. My G, we good mm. with some kimchi on the side. Mm. Yeah, banchan is incredible. I wish Latinos did banchan. <laughs> you know, just bring out a bunch of little. <laughs> there. I'm like, here we go. Um, this has been incredible, man. Do uh, we have anything else? No, that's it, yeah. John. Dude, this is. Thank you so much uh, uh, for joining us. This, is, you know, I like. You know, the the. 
the brand is very accurate to who you really are. You know Facts. what I mean? Like you come in, you, you bring uh, genuinely just uh, uh, genuine positivity. Right, like if I was serious Alexis and I walked in and do what I normally do, you'd be like, <laughs> this is a complete lie. <laughs> you match. <laughs> Y'all, you need to do a complete rebrand because yeah, yeah. you're not. I feel like you should tell people that sarcastic. <laughs> uh, but this has been uh, a genuine, not only obviously you're like just a really good dude and a positive uh, 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 person to be around, uh, but you clearly uh, love your club you you know the ins and outs you know the game uh, so it's just it's great to see uh you know uh uh uh, americans involved in the game and uh, you know the american uh, accent involved in this game is very exactly because it's problematic to some people out in england but (laughs) sorry we're here now (laughs) my man uh knows his stuff uh and it's it's just great to see so uh john everyone make sure you go follow john uh everywhere instagram uh twitter tiktok at good vibes john i know that tiktok is good vibes on john official yeah because the ops got to you dog (laughs) they they, had to start a new account waiting on our downfall (laughs) (laughs) they don't want to see us up Yo. <laughs> so go give him a follow. Get his account back to where it needs to be. Uh, you know, because it, it sucks when that, when that stuff happens. So good vibes, John official on uh, on TikTok, and you, you live stream on YouTube as well, right? I live stream everywhere, everywhere. So weekday, weekdays I do live streams on Instagram. Predominant. It used to be TikTok, but now I'm over on Instagram because TikTok done me dirty like that. Yeah, yeah, dog. <laughs> uh, but I also do lives every week on YouTube as well. We do our own live show. You yeah. know what wouldn't happen to you if TikTok was a Korean? Mm, app. Oh, <laughs> yeah, come you, on. It wouldn't happen. They would have saw. The vision. <laughs> and when it said the other all people. I, I just I just wanted to make sure I include this before. Uh, I grew up on comedy. I grew up on Bernie Mac. I grew up on Chris uh, Chris Tucker on Def Jam. Like uh, and Russell Peters. And all. I uh, comedy has been such an important like mo- part of my life. And like you guys are honestly to do this and to do your your main job of comedy and things like that. It's for me. It's such a massive inspiration. So like you Thank guys you, like man. for me. It's like heroic. You're too Thank kind, you, man. man. Thank you so much, man. This no, is, but he's right. He's right. We are heroes. Here's our presidential medals. Uh, uh, <laughs> we made that purple heart. You know what I mean? With some purple drink. <laughs> uh, make sure you follow us at Soccer Cooligans on all socials, on uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe on YouTube uh, as well, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, shout out to everybody watching on DraftKings Network. Uh, we appreciate you you and uh, leave a review on uh, apple Podcasts or spotify wherever you listen uh and yo put your favorite uh, korean food mm. in the comments let's right. go okay uh all right everybody we'll see you uh in a couple days cheers everybody take care love you guys it's happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.